Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was leaving the job one day last fall. I was the last park ranger to leave as I had stayed later to do some paperwork. After driving down the road with my patrol car about four miles from the job I came to the gate. I had to get out to open the gate which was kept locked. When I stepped out of the jeep I looked straight down the road about 600 feet and there standing in the road were two Sasquatch standing together. I stood there in a state of shock and disbelief. I as calmly as I could went about the task of opening the gate, driving through, closing the gate then driving ahead. As I said when I initially saw If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Them, I literally did not believe my own eyes. The animals saw me in my Jeep and just crossed the road and headed north. When I drove down to where I saw them, I was still trying to come to grips in my own mind with what I saw. And so I was looking for any other possible explanation such as a set of horse prints in the road or elk prints or something. I even said to myself, now when I get down there I'm going to encounter a horse or two or a small group of elk. But there was nothing at all down there. Then I said to myself Carl you know what you saw now think and remember exactly what you saw. I saw two ape-like, long-haired juvenile Bigfoots, they had blonde colored coats. I would estimate their height to be 5 to 6 feet tall, I got the sense that they were not full grown. I have no further evidence as the extremely dry conditions did not leave any tracks or other sign. I was on a trail maintenance on the Appalachia Trail. As a park ranger, this is your daily task. So, in National Park, there's quite a bit of burnt down forest and dead trees laying everywhere. It's a little difficult to say where me and my partner were exactly, but there was some area we stopped to take a little break and sat down on a log on the side of the trail. Well, after I fixed parts of the trail for about an hour or so with my partner, we decided to take a little break and enjoy the scenery. So my partner and I sat on a log on the side of the trail when suddenly we heard thump. Thump on the ground about 200 feet or so away. That was enough to get our hearts pounding with adrenaline. At first we thought it was a motor trying to start, but then it happened again. Thump, thump, and this time we knew it wasn't a motor or chainsaw. First off, any motor equipment is prohibited out there and second, whatever it was, it was thumping the ground and third, these were single beats if you will, not the sound of running or galloping. At this point I whipped out the camera and started filming for a few minutes, considering the battery was low. At first we got nothing so I decided to walk towards the area that the noises originated from, pausing the camera briefly. When I started filming again I was scared because I didn't know what we were going to find. Then I spotted a quail walking nearby, a big one I might add. So I kept filming and walking on and then suddenly the noise started again but this time it was just a little further away and coming from the opposite direction I was looking in. I can't really hear the thumping when I play the tape but if we hooked it up to a television set and turned up the volume real loud we might be able to hear it. After that we heard nothing else and left just shortly. While out looking for for recent signs of deer, elk and other animal activity last month, I was lucky enough to find somatting rather interesting. 
I'm a park ranger for five years now and I take care of one part of Yosemite. So I was driving west on a rough and remote power line maintenance road down into a gully. At the bottom of this gully there was an upper mid-section of a tree blocking the roadway. While this might not seem significant or uncommon at first glance, it was because there were no broken trees where the road was blocked. I had traveled this same road last year after the first snow of the season and the road was clear at that time. So it had to be put there during the winter. With any significant snowfall, the road would be impassable due to the blockage even with a 4x4. Upon further investigation, I found the tree the broken section had come from. It was about 200 feet away from where it was now resting on the road. Moving the section of the broken tree this far with snow on the ground would have been an incredible task for even three large and healthy men. Why block the road? The only reason I could think of is to keep local tribal member hunters slash poachers from passing through the area. There is plenty of food, water and cover for a large predator in that area and if I were using that area during the winter months, I would block the road too if I had the means to do so. I took some scale photos of the tree section, the road and the tree it came from. The section blocking the road is pretty large and bulky. I would guess the wet weight to be around 450 pounds and the length to be around 16 feet. There was no evidence of the section being winched or pulled with a vehicle by rope. All of the branches were intact and evidence of dragging was minimal. It looked to me that something very strong had carried it to its final resting place across the road. I looked for evidence of hair but I couldn't find any. I plan to watch this area closely this winter. While patrolling in local state park in early September, my partner and I walked to a spot when the sun came up that we could see a lot of acreage to try to see if everything is okay with the park. While standing at the top of the landing and glassing over the unit, we heard a loud noise that sounded like a whoop coming from a small tree-covered hill below us and to the left. At first we thought it might be an elk, but in the large amount of time I have spent in the woods, I quickly ruled out elk. After about 30 seconds of the strange whoop, a second vocalization occurred from another low hill to the right of us at the bottom of the unit. The two carried on arguing until we yelled back. The whoop was not heard the rest of the trip. I am confident that the vocalization we heard was indeed two Bigfoots communicating. I have since heard the same whoop on the other side of the road at a Whitaker Creek camp. It is only a few miles apart as a crow flies. So I was a seasonal park ranger while I was a student. One time, me and my colleague walked about a half mile or so down an old road that had heavy thick timber that you could see through on both sides. And on one side it opened up to a clear cut. We stopped when we noticed cattle up the road about 200 to 300 yards. We watched the cows for a moment and one cow out of nowhere looked up towards the timber and turned and walked off. So not thinking much of it we turned and was heading to the truck. We made it about halfway back when my colleague and I both got a whiff of something at the exact same time. We both came to a dead stop and looked at each other with my look of concern and his of confusion, he asked what it was. Since we were in that very spot not 10 minutes prior I knew it was something that had just moved in. 
I spent a good portion of my life living in Alaska so I know what a bear smells like and have spent my whole life in the woods and know what death smells like. This was neither. When he asked what the smell was I slowly loaded my 338 and told him not to worry about it and walked to the truck fast and quiet as I put myself in between him and the wooded edge. The smell was kinda of a mix between a skunk, not as strong, rancid meat, and an old basement. When we got back to the truck I told him about the skunk ape in Florida and why it has that name. Needless to say I'm not too excited about a return. Last year I wasn't but 4 to 5 miles from this location and heard some god-awful noises coming out of a canyon below me so I know something is wandering up around that park. I was just going for a morning patrol up in the mountains to just clear my head of the thoughts that I could not make go away. I'm a park ranger and my job is pretty simple, yet unpredictable. So I had been walking for about 10 minutes maybe, when I smelled something that I thought was a dead animal of some kind and all I thought was wow that stinks. And then a couple of minutes later I started to hear branches breaking and the birds all became really quiet, now at this I just thought that a carnivore might be going after the dead animal. So I did not think very much of it and kept walking. And about this time I saw a big brown image move in front of me about 25 yards away and at this I started to get a little creeped out. So I stopped walking to take in my surroundings and see if maybe I could see what the animal was. This is when I saw it. He had stopped walking and was looking back at me and I saw his amber reflecting eyes staring at me. I tried but could not run my feet would not move. Now up until this exact moment I had never believed in Sasquatch but that day changed the way I will look at the creature for the rest of my life. This is a strange one. A little over a year ago back in 2021 in the Grand Teton National Park I had an encounter with a creature that I simply cannot identify. I have searched and scoured online and have not found anything that resembles the being that I saw. I try not to speak of this often as fear I will be thought of as a loon. During the summer of 2021 I was working for the National Park Service here in the Grand Teton National Park in the Inner Lakes District. This was my first year in the position. I was working at a campground specifically on Blacktail Butte just outside the main park. I was busy closing the campground and had two other co-workers there with me. As I was counting the money from the evening before I heard a very distinct but strange unmistakable howl to the west of the campground. The sound seemed to be coming from the base of the mountain. The campground is located at the base of Blacktail Butte which is a very small mountain just on the outskirts of the park. I could see from my location that the sound was coming from the direction of the mountain. There were three other campgrounds also located near the mountain so I could see all the other campers and employees in the area. For the most part there were no campers with their dogs in their campsites so that was checked off and nor were there any dogs visible. I was trying to determine what this hell was or if maybe there was a wolf. But the howl was unlike a coyote or a wolf it was very different. As I was listening I heard a second howl. Similar but not exactly the same I have never heard a coyote or a wolf make a sound as this. It's hard to describe really but it was similar to the recording of the Bigfoot calls that you can hear online. Off the top my head I want to say there are the Ohio calls. 
You can look it up. I'm sure it's on YouTube as is everything anymore but I continued to listen and as I did all of the other rangers in and around the area also did too. I began to ask the other co-workers if they had heard the sound but apparently nobody had heard the sound from their location. I felt silly so I kept my mouth shut. After a few moments I heard a very loud howl in the same location as the previous two but this one was closer. I again asked everybody if they'd heard it. Almost instantly they were acting strange and told me no they had not. And they were acting nervous and quick-eyed. Something tells me that they had heard it and were just not wanting to say anything. What did they know that I did not? And just as I was almost ready to pack up and leave I heard a co-worker on the radio calling with him. For a minute as I was leaving I could see a person walking in the area of the howl. Staying in the tree line but moving steadily up the mountain. I got closer, asking my co-worker if he had seen anybody in the area as he had told me that he too had been walking around and patrolling the area. I informed him of the sounds that I had heard, I was not sure what they were but they were coming from the back part of the campground. He got nervous almost instantly the second I brought them up. He got close to me and whispered in my ear that he's pretty sure he saw a tall dark figure moving around on the back section of the park but says he did not get a good look at them. And claims he did not want to that he felt immediate danger and fear now as he's speaking with me. I could tell from his voice and apparent body language that he was concerned to put it mildly. I drove a little bit further trying to see what it was that he was seeing. He had told me it was on the back section of the park. And then it's exactly where I went. After a little while I'm pretty sure that I saw what it was he saw. Because what I saw was approximately 7 feet tall and had the same dark color. I tried to get a better look at it but I could tell it was right near the edge of the tree line. It had already moved into the tree line again from coming out of a large meadow. I even told my other rangers and they would not speak to me about it. In fact one told me to stop talking about it if I knew what was good for me. This particular ranger has not spoken with me since and refuses to. After I seen this thing going to the tree line I decided not to follow it. And another thing to keep in mind is it was actually pouring down rain during this time. And even then the ground was hard. There should have been tracks because I did go back later on to look and I did not see any especially in the wet portion of grass where I saw this thing entering the tree line. It was very strange. How I did not find any tracks at all a boot or tracks of animals. After returning back to the office, I kept hearing the hells again almost all night and this time there were multiples one coming from the north end of the campground and the other on the east. My belief is that there was two of these creatures communicating back and forth with each other. So now if I ever hear or experience anything strange I don't really talk about it to my colleagues because for whatever reason. They seem so hellbent on keeping everything a big secret or conspiracy. Something I'm not really sure why but they refuse to talk about it perhaps the refusal of acknowledgement of this existence helps them better in day-to-day -day life coping but for me I'm trying to get down to the bottom of it. I would also lastly like to assure you that what I saw was simply not a person. Nor is it a person in a costume because what I saw could not be explained for it to be a person. The proportions were so off and distorted it would not make sense and the movement alone was different. I also apologize in advance for not having the most descriptive story and account but you get what you get.
Thank you greatly for taking the time to listen to my story. I work for a city park and recreation department here in Colorado. I also serve as a district ranger for the National Park Service. I took the ranger patrolling training and love the outdoors but I'm not a trained scientist or a tracker. I was driving home from work one evening in 2017 and it was dusk. I was heading east on us 24 towards Berthout Falls. There is a turnoff located before you get right to the falls that goes to a park where you can camp called Rainbow Park. I was driving down the turnoff and when I reached the bottom of the road I saw this huge thing looking at me. I wasn't sure what it was at first but I really thought it was a bear, but then I saw wings and saw that this might be some sort of mountain lion creature with wings at least that's what it looked like so. I'm thinking it's a flying mountain lion totally confused because my brain cannot process this. It does not make any sense then it jumps off the ground and takes off into the air. Not only was this amazing to see but it was also mind numbing. It was huge and had a very large body and a wingspan far larger than my truck. The body was more like a mix between a human and a lion and the head looked more like a large cat. I thought maybe it was injured or I'm not sure what it was doing. I could see though that its wings were very strange also very alien looking to any kind of bird we have here on earth. I mean these are just my guesses I took off into the woods, drove up the road to the park, got out of my truck still shocked at my sighting and everything around me was dead silent. I noticed right away it was colder than usual and things did not feel right. I had a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. I just tried to shake it off as best I could and things seemed to stop for the time being. Later on I went back to the spot where I had my sighting and there were huge impressions on the ground where it landed. Going through the trees into the woods I was so confused but also scared and in awe. I've kept this a secret until now. I would love to tell everybody more about what I saw and where. I wish I could have took photos but it all happened so fast. As scared as I was it honestly kind of reminded me of seeing something from Greek mythology come to life or something along those lines. I don't know what creature looks like that with wings but man it was something else entirely. Thank you for taking the time to read this. I'm a park ranger here in the Northern Cascades. I frequently respond to emergencies, search and rescue and also do some law enforcement work myself. This summer I was working on a trail crew about 20 miles from the husband campground. I dropped back a few hundred yards from the crew to relieve myself and I noticed a large sickly sweet odor in the air. It kind of smelled like bear feces but it was different. As I stood there I heard crunching twigs from down the trail and that's when I saw this large dark figure walking upright in my direction. I turned and began to hide behind a tree as I turned back to look. It was maybe only about 10 feet away, it was black, a bit shorter than I, no visible neck that I could see it. Stopped at the tree I was hiding behind sniffing the air with its nose pointing up. I could not see any visible eyes I was rooted to the spot in fear and cannot physically move a muscle. And then it turned around, walked away casually in the same manner it had arrived. I stood there for a few more minutes to see if it would circle back around and then ran back to my crew. I refused to tell anybody what I'd seen. I hope nobody has to experience such a thing.
I was working in the Redwood National Park at the time and only worked the night shift. I had never experienced a bear encounter in the park although I heard people been seeing them a lot lately. My shift was on a Friday night from 10pm to 6am so I had time to do my thing and catch up on anything. Usually I carried a radio, a cell phone, and a gun. The radio was a base radio that could reach the visitor center in case of an emergency. The cell phone was specially designed for some communication so I could know who I was talking to. It wasn't exactly a personal cell phone or work cell phone it was like a cell phone they give you that has enhanced signal. The thing about being a ranger at night was you can get very lonely. And the visitor center was closed during the day in these hours so no other rangers were even working in the park. There was a lot of traveling with nobody to talk to. The radio was key to know what the other ranger was doing and if they're nearby. I took my time that evening in doing my rounds and stopping to enjoy the scenery. Even at night it was one of the best perks of the job. Now the visitor center was located on the west side of the park and I would have to drive all my way around the west side to start my rounds. To make it to the west side I would have to travel through the Dip Sea Trail which is a very popular trail for mountain bikers and hikers alike. The trail is open from 6am to 6pm. At night it was very dark and foggy. I only got a radio call a couple of times during my shift but never did I see another ranger. As I was driving along the Dipsy Trail the fog was thick and you could not see up the road ahead. As I was traveling about 20 miles an hour and would use the brake lights of the car to see where I was going at some points and as I came around the corner I saw what I thought was a mountain biker standing next to a tree making note of him. I made a comment out loud about how he should not be here and the trail is closed. As I got closer I noticed that this person wasn't actually wearing any clothes and was facing the tree. It was maybe about 3 feet away from the fog light of the car and their back was facing me. I asked out loud several times and the person did not move. All of my lights were on now. I was now about 10 feet from this person and I kept asking if they were okay and if they needed help. I began to get scared I asked again if they needed help and turned on the siren. I still did not get a response. Something was wrong I got to about 5 feet away the tree the person was standing next to. That's when this person just fell over. They were dead and their face had been carved away literally like with a knife. Think of how a pumpkin is. It was as somebody had burrowed into their skull and the face was gone. I have no idea how it was possible that they were actually standing up and how they managed to fall over. It reminded me of something that would happen to you in a horror movie but I bailed out of there. And after describing to the other rangers what I saw they agreed to stay at the station with me. And we'd go back to the trail to check it out. So we all ended up going down there within 10 minutes the area where I originally saw the person on the trail. But as I got closer to the same spot now I saw a different figure. A naked woman, I slowed down and she began looking in my direction. The only issue is I passed right through her and her eyes began glowing red right after she passed my vehicle or should I say walked through my vehicle and then disappeared entirely. I mean the other rangers were pretty scared and freaked out. We weren't exactly sure what to do. We just wanted to come out of the park. We wanted to be done and by the way there was no accounts of that body anymore. As a ranger I should have called the body in and got for help but I was so spooked that I couldn't help but leave.
This is when we went to retrieve that body that I'm talking about. The one with the burned out face. There were no signs of it no signs of blood attack, a murder anything not even a trail or feet marks. It's as if the body just mysteriously disappeared. And then the apparition of the naked woman with glowing eyes. I'm not sure what to think about that last I heard and lastly my colleagues have heard this trail and park is not haunted but either way I'm not sure to think about it. Maybe it was a demonic encounter, maybe it was something else. I've been in many training sessions and have seen other rangers have paranormal experiences before. I've thought about telling somebody outside my work circle. I've just been very hesitant too. People will probably laugh at me potentially think I'm crazy but I witnessed something that I did not understand. It changed me forever because it scared me and proved to me that those things sometimes you see in horror movies are true. I've thought a lot about this over the years. And have finally decided to open up and talk to somebody. I live in Portland, Oregon, but I work at Mount Rainier National Park as a backcountry ranger. I would like to remain anonymous, so please refrain from including my name on the night of the 5th of September 2015. I was driving home from work after a busy day of trail maintenance on the Ara Loop. I was about 15 miles east of Paradise at about 1 a.m. and I was doing about 50 miles per hour. I was driving on the Lewis River Road. It was a beautiful night and I was enjoying the drive. I had my headlights on high beam and was watching my mirrors to avoid deer as they frequent this area. And in the past I've nearly totaled my car in the winter when a large buck jumped out. As I rendered the corner coming out of the forest I noticed a large dark figure on the side of the road. Now immediately I'm on edge because in my mind I'm imagining this being a large buck about to jump out from my car and I could not afford the time to make another car payment. I immediately slam on my brakes because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And I realized it was not a deer because this thing was standing beside a tree on the road's shoulder. So I slowed down even more. I began to focus what little eyesight I had on this creature and I could see that it was very very large probably about eight feet tall, covered in shaggy long hair that looked very thick and matted. It was hard to tell on the lighting conditions and shadows any real details of the face but I could tell that it turned to look at me directly and then stopped and stepped off the road into the field. It was obviously aware of my presence and did not seem surprised by me. It continued to walk away from the road into the field, lumbering on two legs. I'm telling you now it was not a bear because it never walked like one. It reminded me of a person on two legs. The entire time, the comfortability of bipedally walking. It walked for about a minute maybe a minute and a half before I could not see it anymore. I was in shock to say the least. I drove very slowly for a minute to see if maybe I could see it again but I eventually lost sight of it. Even though I was in shock I did not feel too scared. I did not feel threatened, I was just in total awe at what I just saw. It was so huge and very obviously not a bear or a person in a suit. Why would somebody be out here in the middle of nowhere? It also walked very naturally on two legs. I went back to the spot the next day and measured a tree it was standing beside. That's how I know it was around eight and a half feet tall. I've been a park ranger for the better half of eight years now and have never seen anything like this before in my life.
I have had other interesting experiences though in the back country, but they were mostly while working and related to the environment. People are always throwing around the term Bigfoot, but I have no idea what this was. I'm ignorant. Please excuse me and thank you for your time. If you can provide any information that would be most helpful, thank you again. I'm a former U.S. park ranger. I have been assigned to various parks all throughout the USA. Back in 1991 I was assigned to the Isle Royale National Park in Lake Superior. It was my job to patrol almost 100 miles of back country and write reports on the conditions of several trails. I would rotate my patrol route every couple of weeks to avoid getting too familiar with the back country and kept myself alert during the first part of late August. I rotated to the west end of the island to the Greenstone area. The Greenstone is located on the northeastern part of the island. It is like a pile of massive rocks on a point overlooking Lake Greenstone Cove. The area around this point is a well-known spot for the Native Americans for making tools and other items from the Greenstone and for fishing. The area is also reputed to be very haunted and some of the stories are quite horrifying. This place is covered in very thick spruce forest and there are only a couple of trails that even cut through. One of the trails is called the Greenstone Shore Trail. It cuts through the forest and is on the shore of the lake. It is a very isolated area and the only way in or out. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The area is by barge or via the Greenstone Shore Trail. So I was patrolling the southern point of the trail when I came across a clearing. I stood there and began to hear a very strange noise. The noise sounded like a long low moan that changed to a very loud sputtering noise. I stood there and listened for a few more moments and decided that I'd better go check it out. I walked into the clearing skinning the area. I could see a series of old fire pits in the area and something dark lying on the ground about 50 feet away. It was heavy, whatever this was which I initially thought was a bear turned out to be on four legs. 
So I took up my binoculars and looked but couldn't really see any details on the animal. I thought it might be a bear but its shape was beginning to look too big. I stood there for a while as it was still sputtering and moaning and keep in mind it was kind of tucked away in tall grass. I began to believe that maybe this was a sick or injured bear or animal so I ventured around to see if I can get a better view by getting closer to it without directly in its line of sight. When I did the animal disappeared entirely but the groaning sound stayed. There's no way something this large could have gotten up and disappeared from my sight that easily. Something was off. I could feel it. After it disappeared the woods around me went completely silent. And I had this creeping feeling in my stomach that I needed to leave now. And that I was in imminent danger and then the horrifying thought raced in my brain. What if it was a ploy? What if I was dealing with a large predator and that was just a way to lure me into the open where I'd be more vulnerable? As these thoughts went through my head I did not think rationally or clearly. I just got out of the area and did my best to quelch my emotions. Now two days after the incident in question I was in the ranger station filling out reports and the dispatcher began yelling for me to come over the radio. It was a message from the Greenstone ranger station. There had been an accident a couple miles north of the Greenstone station. They required my assistance. I got on the boat and headed over there, I met two other boats from the station and we headed to where the accident occurred. Apparently four people in the accident, who were injured were being chased by some large black animal that they were convinced was Bigfoot. They explained that it had a large snout huge teeth and large claws we took their statements. They were so scared and shaken up. They had an accident by getting into their boat smacking it into each other unfortunately. They're all okay with only minor injuries but the boats well that's a different story. I often reflect back and wonder if there's any correlation to the large figure I saw in the tall grass there in that meadow and what they described as seeing from the distance I was at. It was really hard to tell what exactly I was looking at. Even though it resembled a bear I could tell it was a large animal. But because of how it was laying and how much of its body was truly concealed there was no way to really know what it was for sure. Unless I got closer but the strange groaning and money sounds. I'm not sure how to describe it or really write it off or rationalize it. I've heard bears make noise even deer dying and injured but this was different. It was so bassy in tone and the sound was different. I guess it's safe to say that I'm a little creeped out by the whole thing and after taking these witnesses' statements I really don't believe them to be making up stories. They were all visibly shaken the one man, the bigger older man was actually shaking really bad and he almost had tears in his eyes as we were all detailing the same story. Even though this was many years ago now, it sticks with me just like it happened last week. I have spent 20 years in park and recreational management, currently serving in the National Park Service as a superintendent. I've seen and heard many strange things while working in the back country. This email is to report an encounter I had with a cat thing while in the back country. This occurred during the winter of 2010 and going into 2011. It was in the early afternoon. I left the ranger cabin and traveled four and a half miles up the trail to a backcountry emergency shelter. This shelter is replacement of the original shelter which burned down in the late 1980s. 
It had been seen by many uses but the last six years especially. I had really been the only person to stay there. I arrived at the shelter by 4 p.m. and immediately got my gear outside. I was working on my snowshoes when I heard a distant bellowing howl. It was a howl that I never heard before. I am very well versed in all the howls of wolf coyotes and other animals but this was different, way different. It was much deeper, had a lot more growl and distortion to the timbre. It was definitely not a wolf elk bear or any mammal that I'm familiar with for the matter. The noise was a bellow howl that went for about a minute with a slight pause between the bellows and howls. It was a very very strong howl but also as terrified as I was by hearing this I was curious. I grabbed my pack and my snowshoes. Began walking toward the source of the vocalization. I walked about three-fourths a mile to a large rise on the ridgeline. As I walked towards the ridge that's when I began to notice several deer carcasses. Deer by the way are abundant in the area. I see them all the time we actually have several types but the most common is white tail. I immediately thought something was hunting them. Upon closer inspection the three visible carcasses I've seen were very horribly mutilated. What's also more strange is that the corpses were not eaten on they were just ripped up. The doe the closest one that I was to had her neck ripped open and her head was missing. Something visibly tore this animal's head off but there were no bite marks or claw marks on the animal. It just seemed like a brutal kill. Something wasn't right as that thought is in my head I hear and notice the bellow slash howl again. And this time it appeared more powerful and closer. I decided to get up the ridge and see if I could see what was responsible assuming that the bellowing and howling was the creature responsible. I quickly moved up the ridge but as I neared the top the bellows and howls happened again. Only this time they were getting even closer. I approached the ridge top and heard the noise coming from a small meadow. As I looked across the small meadow I noticed this creature. It was standing on the other side of the ridge top. It was this strange looking thing I call it a cat, because that's the closest that it resembled but it was far too distorted. Far too different. It was much more like if you mixed a person or a human being with a lion and a mountain lion. I very visibly remember the brindle coloring and the mane around its neck. It was definitely larger than a mountain lion. The animal was facing my direction but at about a 45 degree angle. I could see its front quarters very well as I watched it staring at it intently. It never appeared to move and the sound it was making completely stopped and the entire time I was staring at it I was trying to process what animal am I seeing. But I could not make it out. It was on all fours and looked very very strange. I want to say I was probably there for 5 minutes but in actuality I was probably only staring at it for maybe 30 seconds at 45 at most. The thought had occurred to me that I better leave now. Before whatever this giant cat is notices me and decides to make me its next meal. Or do what it did to me like it did to the deer. Now as I'm going down the ridgeline I could hear something coming up the hill behind. I turned around and looked up the trail, there were two deer running. When I turned back down I could see the cat now moving in my direction. So I walked quickly to the far edge of the ridge and saw this thing now walking about 75 yards. As it walked up the hill it would stop every few steps and look back at me. It continued this walking looking behavior until it was completely out of sight far over the ridgeline. 
I stayed there for about five minutes and I never heard it bellow or howl again after that. I very hastily walked back down the hill, packed up my gear and began my six mile walk back all the way around the cabin the long way. I've never seen this creature again and I think it's safe to presume that this was the creature's territory and it was hunting the deer because the portion of backcountry I was on that entire ridgeline is very untouched. It was a portion even I'm very unfamiliar with. As the years have gone on I've told a few friends and colleagues. They're convinced I just saw a mountain lion from far away but, but if it really was a mountain lion we're talking about a severely deformed mountain lion. I know what mountain lions look like this was not it. I have seen many mountain lions in my career. I do think it was hunting the deer on the ridgeline and possibly I irritated it. I've also come across several other eyewitness stories similar to mine describing a creature very similar in the National Park Service but have never come across any real concrete evidence of its existence, other than my one eyewitness story that I have myself. I work as a seasonal park ranger here at Lawson National Park in California. I recently rediscovered your YouTube channel I had forgotten it a long time ago. You might remember me I was the individual who contacted you via email while I was a student I wanted to let you know about that Lawson National Park. We've had a lot of strange sightings including a supposed mountain goat, wolf-like creature, We've also had more than one eyewitness reported of a thing that had all the physical characteristics of a Bigfoot. Except it walked on all fours and was very very ugly with a flat human face in fact one such sightings included my brother and I. We are both rangers and at the time and at the time were also two working seasonally. One Friday afternoon my brother and I, who were working together came across a pile of scat of what we thought was a goat but we knew it was not mountain goat feces. It looked different. We've seen mountain goats around here before and the scat was much larger and was darker in color. It appeared fresh and still kind of wet. We have no idea what this could have been. There are no other animals in the park that produce scat this large. We also have had people report to us that there is a massive black wolf in the park that's twice the size of a regular wolf. People have claimed that it had red eyes and was the size of a large large Great Dane and this of course has still been unconfirmed. I have seen a lot of strange things in the park myself that I have no explanation for what they could be. There was even a woman that had reported seeing what she referred to as Goat Man but after going on a search we could not find anything. Of course as weird as it is when we go looking for these things the woods always seems to have a way of going quiet. And getting this feeling like you're being watched now that might just be my paranoia but I feel a little more level-headed than letting my paranoia control me like that, and just imagining things. I'm not exactly sure what all these sightings are about and I simply don't believe they are all just simply misidentifications. And speaking of which there is a gentleman I spoke to about 7 months ago who was over on the east section of the park and at one point or another was actually attacked by what he describes as a bipedal coyote or wolf. He wasn't sure which. This thing actually tore aside in his tent during the night time while he was sleeping and attacked him. It tore his arm pretty well and fortunately he did not have to lose his arm and they were able to save it but he shot this thing right in the face multiple times until it finally fled. 
He said had he not been heavily armed with his Glock he has no idea what would have happened. He probably would not be alive. He said this creature looked evil and was very very big. But he kept saying coyote more than heated wolf. And said it looked very human in the way its eyes looked. Not in a literal sense he described but the intelligence. The intent behind what it was doing he described it as if it was wanting to not only hurt him but know that it wanted to hurt him. Simply put, it was just evil. Now me personally I have no way to explain that away but I figured that you enjoy reports like that so that's why I'm bringing it to your attention. I know there are a lot of weird things out here in the national parks, especially here in the state of California. I was a ranger a climbing ranger out the Algany State Park in New York from 2003 to 2008. This park is well known for its free roaming bison herd and the number of also unsolved murders that occurred there the past 150 years or so. During the 4th of July weekend in 2007 I had an experience that I just could not explain. I was assigned to the eastern side of the park to staff the entrance booth and hiking trails in the other side of Route 98 from the main campground. There was also a designated picnic area. That was quite further back in the woods. I drove into the park and parked my Hummer in the parking lot behind the picnic area. After sitting in the vehicle for a few moments then got out to open the gate that leads to the picnic area. As I was walking back out to my vehicle I noticed a family of four sitting on the table. They were in the process of unpacking their food. I greeted them kindly, opened the gate and drove up to the booth. I was expecting that I would be the only ranger on duty for the rest of the weekend. I was wrong. I was actually the third ranger's sign there. I arrived a little bit before noon and one ranger had just left. It was a beautiful day and people were out in droves. I had quite a bit of traffic at one point. I was helping three separate groups of people, all their own issues of some kind. There was a delay in water supply apparently so I was calling utility companies to try and fix them. I also had to give two people different directions since they weren't sure where to go. I'm not sure how long I'd been occupied with these tasks but I was beginning to notice it was getting a little darker than usual earlier. The daylight savings time changed had just occurred and I was getting ready to check the woods on the other side of the picnic area, then I noticed a car coming down the side of the road. The road was a secondary access and led to a small picnic area and the Alcane Cemetery which is quite old. I was surprised to see the car come out of nowhere so I got back behind the booth and watched it drove up to the area and stopped. I was puzzled because I thought the area was closed. The driver and the passenger got out looked around and got back into the vehicle very suspiciously. They drove out of the area and out of sight. I immediately went to the booth and found the key to the radio and carried with us. I called the on-call ranger and told them about the incident that the two seemed very sketchy like they were looking for something. I also told them about the other rangers assigned to the area. He said there was nothing he could do until their shift ended at around 8 p.m. I watched the road for a little while longer and noticed the light was now getting dimmer. I decided to check out the woods to the west of the picnic area. The area was quite hard to access and required some bushwhacking. As I walked along the natural trail I noticed now that most light was gone. 
I stopped and looked around noticed it had now become very quiet. Just about no sounds whatsoever I begin to walk more quickly. I had a bad feeling about being out there alone. As I was making my way along the trail I heard something walking towards me. I stopped and listened. I swear that I could hear breathing. I was scared but somehow managed to get up my flashlight and turn it on. The beam of light illuminated the area in front of me and I finally saw what was standing about 15 feet in front of me. The thing was 7 to 8 feet tall, made from a combination of fur and skin. It looked like a mixture of bear and a human. I raised the radio to my mouth to call the on-call ranger again, it let out the most terrifying growl that I've ever heard. It raised its right arm and lunged to me but I turned and ran as fast as I could down the trail. I knew that I only had about a quarter mile to go before I would reach the open meadow area. I was trying my hardest not to look back but did so and saw the thing was keeping up with me with ease. I kept telling myself that it was just an animal and there was nothing supernatural about it, but that did not work. As I reached the open meadow I tripped on a fallen log and went down. I was trying to get up and run when I heard it coming. A shot rang out and I could hear the cracking of twigs and branches. Then the on-call ranger appeared and told me to stay down. The thing was circling us but it would not approach any closer. The ranger fired two more shots. We could hear the thing running away he helped me up and walked me back to the booth. I injured my knee during the fall but did not want to see any medical help. We had a mutual agreement together to keep quiet about this and to not tell our supervisors or anybody else we know. We have no idea what kind of professional retribution there would be or potentially career kill. Since all this, I've moved to Georgia and I now work for a private security firm I still do a lot of hiking and camping but never really go off trail if I can help it. My husband is a park ranger like I and he has seen more than I have and has witnessed more things than he can explain. Currently I'm on the east coast and my husband is on the west. We have parks in common and we have parks that are different. I'm also kind of a park naturalist and have been in many places in the parks that most people have not gone to. The thing that struck me the most is that I could not explain was when I worked at Canyonlands National Park. I was working at the island and the Sky Visitor Center. It was around the time when Canyonlands National Park was getting a lot of attention due to the statuses of Dark Sky Sanctuary. I had many people from the public come and ask me questions about how to see the night sky. One couple came in and spent quite some time talking about the stars and planets. The man of the couple, probably around 30 years of age, left for a moment to go to the bathroom. His girlfriend asked are we close to a skinwalker ranch. I was quite taken aback and replied we are quite a distance away probably over an hour's drive. They told me that's a good thing because they are not what they say they are. I asked her what are they and she said they were stalking manipulative dangerous creatures but she could not tell me much more. She acted very strange and very fidgety almost like a drug addict would, while they were feeding. It was very strange behavior but I doubt she was on drugs because she was very coherent. And even though what she was saying was creepy it wasn't exactly drug talk. We spoke for a few more minutes then her boyfriend returned and they left. I still wonder about that encounter and what she meant. It sounded like she knew something. 
I've often thought about it I would love to know more about what she knew about them specifically but I attribute that encounter to a different thing altogether. Again I've been doing this job for well over 20 years and while I've had some strange experiences like that I've never exactly seen a ghost or some sort of demon before. My second story. So this happened around the same time. I was working night and actually walking back to one of my vehicles, not my personal vehicle by the way, and maybe about 35 yards into the woods I heard my name being called by a voice that sounds very familiar. I could not quite put my finger on who it was but I knew the voice from somewhere but they were very softly calling my name from in the woods. Immediately this struck every wrong chord in my body because I knew that whoever this person was it did not mean well. If you catch my drift. And how do they know my name? They were clearly stalking me something. Everything about the situation was bad. I called out to them showing my light and my gun demanding they show themselves. I realized once I stopped talking just how quiet the night was. Even the crickets had ceased their noise making. I quickly backed my way to my vehicle and drove out of there. I don't know what that was or who that was but I'm glad I did not find out. I had been working as a forest ranger for almost five years. A ranger's day could consist of anything from collecting firewood to tracking down missing hikers. And my day began like most. I would wake up early, walking into work, grabbing my binoculars. As I was about to drive out of the forest, I got a call that day. I was given a new assignment. I met up with another colleague, a fellow ranger. And we went to the center of this area where somebody had been reporting hearing screaming coming from around a cave system nearby. My partner and me decided that I would be able to handle it by myself. He had other things to do and this was just another run-of-the-mill investigation for me. After he left I headed towards the area where there had been several unreported mounds to this cave system. Now let me give you some information. This cave system runs pretty deep and there are guided tours but I also know that this cave system is very expansive. And also having a lot of unidentified entrances and holes that can lean deeper into the system. These are also off trail. So myself, I've never actually experienced finding more of these. Although I know hikers have reported finding many and even leaving makeshift markers to let other hikers know this was an entrance. The parts of the ground here are also dangerous meaning if you step on the wrong part the ground below you could collapse. Falling into a tunnel so I had to be very careful about how I approached this entire search. The good news is I wasn't hearing any screaming so that could be good or bad news. The bad news meaning the hiker, whoever was stuck there, could have been deceased but the good news being that maybe the hiker had gotten themselves out anyway. My heart was pounding just by the sheer adrenaline of it. I didn't know why but something told me to run. It was this feeling in the pit of my gut. As soon as I got there, right around the cavern system, the wind picked up and everything seemed colder than it already was. A gust. Now I could have began my investigation in the main entrance but as I was planning, I heard the scream. It sounded like a person but they were maybe a couple hundred feet away north. So I marched through the trees looking, following the source of the screaming yelling out. Can you hear me? Can you respond? And the screaming ceased. I followed along the rock wall and found this crude hole in the ground. 
maybe no larger than five feet. It was right by a rotted tree stump with only one branch on it. This I knew probably went down into one of the cave systems. This by the way was probably no more than 200 feet away from the main entrance. After crouching down I was able to slide down at a 45 degree angle into this cave system. Landing in a small chamber that I think connected to the others. I always carry a flashlight with me so I took it out and turned it on. As soon as I did that the caves plunged into darkness as my battery instantly died. That's when I heard a loud crash. I turned around or I should say turned to meet the noise and my flashlight popped back on there. Like out of some sort of sick Stephen King novel was this grotesque figure. Large black eyes covering its entire body. Stretching its arms out and moving toward me. And terrified I wanted to turn and run but didn't have time as there was another one of these beings coming from the opposite side of the cave approaching. I turned as fast as I could and fled up the 45 degree incline about the cave just as I was turning to climb up I could hear a third one approaching from directly behind me. Now I had one coming from my left my right and behind me. This one as I turned and looked was larger than the other two. Completely terrified out of my mind and the sounds of screaming were now apparent. Coming deeper in the cavern. I don't know if it was an injured hiker or if these things were making the noise luring anybody into this tiny crevice, this chamber into the earth. Like I said the opening to this cavern wasn't large. But I never in a million years would have expected to find things like this. This was horror movie status. I didn't tell anybody else about what I found and kept it to myself. After climbing out of that hole I ran, and I ran, and I ran some more. Getting back to the station later on I didn't say a word. And I knew the other rangers wouldn't believe me and what would I tell them? That I found a cave full of half arachnids, half creatures? I mean they'd probably think I was crazy now. I've kept this sacred for a while but how long can I keep it from the rest of the world? Will my story ever be told to other people? Or should I just stay quiet about what had happened? Let me just apologize and say I'm sorry for the formatting of the story. I'm a terrible writer and I am not a storyteller. So I apologize in advance but these creatures that I saw were unlike anything I've ever seen. They really reminded me if you crossed a tarantula with a human. I mean these were gross, they made this hissing clicking noise too. I know it sounds phony through but it's really hard for me to convey emotion properly. At least through a written communication with all the information coming out anymore about missing hikers and seeing strange figures and shapes in the woods, and all the other bizarre happenings of 2020 I figured hey. Maybe now is an okay time to be open about my experiences and hopefully not experience backlash. Wife and I traveled from K Falls to a spring in the area, walking back to car heard two different screams coming from two different directions like they were yelling back and forth to locate each other. Both passed within 100 yards on both sides of us. Met at Creek and the screams ended. They headed south by southwest. I went back next day, found high tree limbs broken off, tracks at water's edge, went to area the first screams came from found large rocks that were thrown around, found a large pile of scat, it was very large not a bear, seen lots of that. Very dark, grass, fat ticks, ants, small bones, 
Then I felt something watching me, and the need to run. My wife, son and I were traveling in a remote area on old logging roads looking for Indian trials that some old timer had told us about. It was midweek and had not seen a soul. The Tarian is steep hills Douglas firs and pine trees. We came around a corner and to our surprise and the creatures had the encounter. The creature was running up the hill away from us. My first thought bare. He was on all fours. Midway he stopped looked and began to side hill the mountain. This time on his back two legs. The only time I saw him make gown contact with his front legs, arms, was his inside arm for balance. I toyed with the idea of following the creature but my with wife made it clear she had seen EO. I'm an avid woodsman. I have seen a lot of bear. This was not a bear. I understand now why nobody has shot one of these big boys. Very human-like. My plans are to return for a few days this summer with a good camera. Wish me luck.